Hi there. This is Larry Goldman. You're listening to the Binge 10. And again, January was a huge amount of premieres with a lot, a lot of good TV. I think December kind of uh, came in and it was kind of like the kind of the dregs of uh, whatever the uh, the streamers and the networks had left over besides a, a couple things that were interesting. But January really hit it big, and there is a lot going on, and we're going to hit on it all right now. So first off, somebody somewhere. So on HBO, HBO loves Bridget Everett, uh, just like they like Danny McBride. She gets shows after shows. Uh, this is not a completely outrageous comedy like uh, like Camping was. Uh, it's about a woman who goes back to her hometown uh, after her sister's death. Uh, she uh, meets people that convince her to sing again. She fights with her sister, reconnects with high school friends, has awkward moments with her parents and her friends and everybody else. Uh, it's, it's pretty, pretty good stuff. Half an hour slice of life type of thing. Um, with some pretty good laughs, don't get me wrong, but I do recommend somebody somewhere. Uh, then there's Pam and Tommy on Hulu and holy shit is this show great. Um, it lives up to everything. Um, uh, I, I know you've probably already watched or heard, Every podcast and interview show talk about how they physically transform in, into the roles and uh, of, of, of Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee. Um, you've heard about the talking penis, Tommy Lee's talking penis. But if you are a crew fan or just a metal fan or just a pop culture fan, this is the show. Uh, Sebastian Stan, Lily James are phenomenal. Uh, I didn't realize they were going so huge with this show. You got Seth Rogen and Nick Offerman as kind of the porn guys. Um, Seth Rogen actually plays the guy who stole the tape. Um, uh, I know Pamela has not done any uh, press for this. Either as Tommy Lee, though uh, Stan Sebastian said that, or sorry, Sebastian Stan said he... Um, he did talk to Tommy Lee several times. They don't look really good uh, coming out of this, at least not in the first three shows. Um, but the show is funny. It's sometimes sweet. It's mostly outrageous. Uh, and you you just can't stop watching it. Um, I'm highly recommending Pam and Tommy. Uh, one of the, well, obviously it's an early year, but this has got to be one of the best shows uh, on so many different levels. Uh, so Chosen. So on Netflix, uh, I finished watching two shows called Chosen. Uh, so first of all, there's a Chinese one. Uh, this is kind of a squid games, kind of most dangerous game type of thing where people are trying to kill other people or your family's going to get abducted and tortured. So either do what they say, play the game, or... Um, uh, your family will face uh, consequences. There are two seasons. They're completely independent of one another. So you could jump right into season two if you want. There's only three episodes, each one a little over an hour. Second season is better action. It's more bloody, uh, a lot more you know, martial arts. I liked it a whole lot better. I'd say Chosen is okay. 
But then there's Chosen, also on Netflix. This is the Danish version of Chosen. And it's about a meteor that hits a little town in Denmark. And that little town is not Copenhagen. This is an X-Files type of show where there are two warring factions of aliens. And we're trying to figure out who are the good guys and who are the bad guys. Uh, I'm not exactly sure if we completely figure that out in the first season, which is around six episodes. Um, but it's pretty intriguing. It's really interesting. And you definitely want to know what's going on the entire time. I recommend Chosen. At least the Danish one. Um, All of Us Are Dead. Again, Netflix. Uh, more great Korean stuff. This is a high school zombie show. We have absolutely had enough zombies, even Korean zombies. Uh, but then somebody breaks the mold and does it a little differently. And this is one of those shows. These are a bunch of teenagers fighting the undead while trying to keep their relationships and social media standing intact. Show is funny. It's extremely violent, a little bit scary, but all around entertaining. I'm recommending All of Us Are Dead. It's a long season. Uh, every show at least an hour, and I think it's about 12 episodes. I've not gotten through it all just yet. Another one from, Murder, from Netflix is Murderville. Six episodes of Will Arnett playing a detective, and each episode is alongside, uh, alongside a guest celebrity like Sharon Stone, Marshawn Lynch, or, or Conan. Uh, the trick of the 30-minute episodes are the guest stars don't get a script, so they have to make it all up. They also have to solve the murder on their own. So at the end of the show, you find out if they're right or they're wrong and why they were right or they're wrong. Uh, because each episode is independent, you can watch whatever guest star you want. There's no lingering story. They're not attached. It's Each one uh, is on its own. So that's kind of fun. Some are funnier than others. Some are smarter than others. But it's worth a 30-minute ride. I am recommending Murderville. Uh, I, I haven't finished all of them yet, but I would say the Conan and the Marshawn Lynch ones were pretty darn good. Switching over to Apple TV, we've got Suspicion. This is a British crime drama, uh, you know, where um, an American was abducted in New York and they think four Brits did it, okay? So an American FBI agent flies to the UK and helps interview three of them. They have not found the fourth one. We know we know who he is as the audience, but they have not found that fourth guy yet. Uh, so weirdly, they don't admit to the kidnapping right away. So we're going to have to follow them on CCTV to see what happens after that. So they go in, they interview, they interviewed by the cops, cops let them go. And so now we're trying to figure out, are these three really suspects? And will we catch them doing uh, something suspicious? Hence the, uh, hence the name of the show. My personal feeling right this second, I think all three of them were set up. I think none of them had anything to do with it. So I'm recommending Suspicion because I really think this is going to be pretty darn interesting. Um, After Party on Apple TV, starring everybody. Tiffany Haddish, Sam Richardson, Zoe Chow, Ike Barinholtz, Ben Schwartz, Dave Franco, and about 50 other people. Another murder mystery, but it is really funny. Uh, as Haddish is the detective, everybody else is a suspect except for Franco because he's dead and he's crazy. He's he's a uh, uh, a pop star 
uh, and and he's throwing basically he's throwing the after party after their high school reunion. I forget if it was 15 years or 20 years. I forget what it was. Uh, each episode is from a point of view from one of the suspects on what happened that night. Um, so you got flashbacks with Franco. You got each one telling the story their own way. Sometimes they intersect. Sometimes they don't, which means somebody's lying. I recommend After Party. Back to Netflix. In from the cold, starring Margarita Lavivia uh, from The Deuce. This is kind of an American's type of play. So Margarita plays an ex-KGB operative who operated in, in New York City during the Cold War. When the Cold War ended, she kind of made herself disappear, started a new life in the U.S., and so, you know, jump ahead 15, 16, 20 years or so, uh, the CIA figures out who she is and forces her to help them uncover a new terrorist threat who seems to be using her old tactics. Now, she also has some skills that are quite remarkable. I won't give away here, uh, but that took me very much by surprise. Um, I recommend In From The Cold. I dug it. There's definitely going to be a year two there, season two. Um, then you've got the woman in the house across from the street from the girl in the window. So on Netflix, and this stars Kristen Bell, as the title hints to, as you might imagine, this is kind of a comedy. Now, it is a dark comedy, and you have to appreciate the darkness in this comedy or you will hate this show. So you got to really embrace it going in, understanding this is a joke, or it might make you cry instead. Uh, Belle plays a divorced alcoholic. She drinks wine a half a bottle at a time. Fills up a glass about a half a bottle of wine each time. Uh, so she's a little strung out most of the time. So the neighbors and the police are a little dubious when she starts informing them of some bad stuff happening in the neighborhood because she's like watching out her front window and catching people do weird stuff. 30-minute episode, so it moves pretty quickly phenomenal, fantastic season finale that you'll never forget. Uh, I'm recommending Woman in the House, but it isn't for everyone. Go in thinking dark. Finally, saving the best for last. Even though I've recommended a lot today, on Amazon Prime, they released all eight episodes at once of Reacher. Starring Alan Richson from Blue Mountain State and most recently The Titans, this is a more true to the book than the Tom Cruise's Reacher. You know, um, if you've read anything about this, you know that in the book, Reacher is 6'5", not 5'7", like Tom Cruise. Uh, so Alan Richardson is perfect for the role. The guy, I gained another 30 or 40 pounds for the role. He's a monster of a human being. And he must have something in his contract that says he has to take his shirt off once, a, once an episode because we see him bulging out constantly. It is all one-liners, badass fights. He actually breaks someone's hand by headbutting their hand white. He's always right, and he's going to get the bad guys. And that's exactly what Jack Reacher is like in the book. Tons of one-liners. He's the most uh, observant person in the world. Uh, his intuition is always correct. He's always right. It's just like, so they're playing it just like the book. That is the character that Lead Child built up. I highly Highly recommend Reacher. It was a ton of fun. I finished it all this weekend, which is why I haven't finished some of the other ones. So top 10 series, here they come. 
if you want to watch an episode a week, number 10 is Suspicion on Apple TV. And if that goes away, I think it's going to go, that's going to move up the ranks real quickly. We got Superman and Lois at number nine. We are battling bizarro Superman now. Eight, single drunk female, where the sobriety calculator keeps moving up. Seven is home economics. Six, Book of Boba Fett. They're roping in the Mandalorian and Grogu story, which was really interesting. Uh, five, after party. Okay, we get Chelsea's version of the story this week. Four is Euphoria. They kind of ditched the fact that Rue was going to become a drug dealer. I don't know where that went. Maybe it comes back this week. Three is Pam and Tommy. Can't miss it. Number two is Peacemaker, which you can't miss either the battle against the butterflies. And number one is the Righteous Gemstones. What a great fight between father and son last week. Um, so I'm not reviewing due to some time constraints. It doesn't make sense necessarily. Some of the non-premieres. So Resident Alien is in its second season. It's great. The second season is starting off great. Uh, Snowpiercer in its, I think it's third or fourth season. It's really interesting as well. Nothing really more for me to say. It, you know, it's still about a train or a couple of trains. Um, and they're trying to see if there's any warm spots on the earth. Fine enough. It's still good. Servant is still the servant. Uh, you know, some episodes are interesting. Most episodes, I just don't know where they're headed. Uh, Billions premiered, you know, with their new cast. And uh, it's, it's, it's not any better. It's, it's not any better. I don't know what they're going to do with it. I keep watching it, though, I got to admit. I keep watching it. But if you want to binge something, you want to watch just a whole bunch of shows all at once. Here are my top 10 binges. And I think almost all of this came out in January. So all this is pretty new. So number 10, Woman in the House Across the Street from the Girl in the Window. Nine, All of Us Are Dead. Eight, In from the Cold. Seven, Wolf Like Me with Josh Gad. Six, Murderville. Five, the Danish version of Chosen. Four, Archive 81. Really good stuff. Four, Silent Sea. Another Korean one. Two is Reacher. And number one, you know what number one is. It's Ozark, of course. Of course. So these are all pretty popular. Um, to be honest with you, these are all really, really popular. I bounced too hot to handle off, which was, you know, which was decent. It's same old, same old. Uh, Chinese Chosen, The Envoys. Um, Raising Dion came out with its second season. That's a kid's show, superhero kid's show, which I like. It's decent. Didn't crack my top 10. And most recently, Stay Close as well. I do really need to catch up on Gamora, though. HBO Max, Italian Mob. Not much coming out this week. So everybody seems to be a little scared of Super Bowl programming. Uh, so we do have things like, you know, Super Bowl Greatest Commercials will come out this week. Jeopardy is doing their college tournament. Uh, about Last Night, which is some game show on HBO Max, is coming out. The Girl Before on HBO Max comes out. Uh, on Thursday will be the NFL Honors. It's usually the night before the Super Bowl. This time around, it's Thursday before the Super Bowl. Uh, Star Trek Discovery is coming back this week. I think that'll be back on either Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, one thing I am very excited about from Hulu is Dollface coming back. That's Kat Dennings from Two Broke Girls and uh, the Marvel Thor movies. 
Uh, she actually also did uh, Wanda as well. And then, um, not to be outdone, Netflix is coming out with at least something inventing Anna on Friday. So lots and lots of stuff to watch. It is a good time to be watching TV at the beginning of the year here. 